Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. I missed you so much, dude. dude. I missed you. Oh my gosh. I missed you. Oh, it was painful. You were oh, gone forever. Not forever. Four I was, weeks. That was not four it, weeks. It was like a month. It was basically it was, a month. It was not a month. It was, you were gone for three weeks. That Two I round weeks. up. Look, Two three weeks. Three weeks. Two three okay. weeks. Two weeks is fourteen days. You understand that, right? There are fourteen days in two weeks. All yes. right, so two weeks. So I was gone for how many days? Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen days. Okay, so the fifteen and sixteen are in the third week. That counts. That doesn't. That, that, that you counts. Can't say it's you were full, gone for three weeks, and you, it was hard. It was no, difficult. You, you can't say that. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. At all, I didn't like it very much, and uh, you texted me a few times, but not enough. I felt yeah, you know like why you I stopped texting you? It's because you stopped responding. No. That's yes, you true. did. You stopped responding. Listen, I will respond Doesn't if matter. you ask a question. No. Even if I'm not asking you a question, you need to respond. You know why I didn't respond? Because you were hanging out with your new BFF? Nope. That's it. Nope. I've been replaced. No, because you were I'm gone. I'm sorry, everyone. This is, our, this is our last uh, episode. No, no, we got one more. Oh yeah, the hundredth. Yeah, no, that'll, that'll be done. That'll yeah. be the okay, last. We'll okay, 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 okay. I'll do it then. Man, you're back. I'm glad. I'm back. It's it's. It feels good to be back. It feels good to like. I just missed you. I missed you. Yeah, I missed. Pat. I missed you. I missed you. Pat missed you. Everybody missed you. And yeah. we had we just we just celebrated our church's ten year anniversary with a picnic outside. Picnic with outside. Dunk tanks. Dunk tank. Bouncy house. Man, I'll tell you what. The, you should have felt the love because. Everybody lined up to dunk you in the dunk tank. Yeah, and, and then, you. And then they dumped ice in there as well. Yeah, when you were sitting up there. Yeah, that's that's uh, really loving. That was as awesome. I'm up there. That, that's that means they love you. That means they. Hey, let's freeze you. Yeah. It, Anyways, it, it, it's like no, a I, I, I felt a health thing. Is that yeah, what you just said? Like runners will get an ice bath and stuff like that. Like <laughs> bo- bo- boxers and football players. No, it's a healthy thing. I here's the thing. I did feel loved. I did yeah. believe that uh, I, I missed being with our people. Yeah. Yeah, we got the best people. We have the best people. You know, it's it's funny because you know, you, you sometimes you you, you know, you, there's other people that aren't a part of our church that like you think, oh man, they would fit right in. Like those are those. Like, yeah, you know, not that people wouldn't fit in, but there are some people like legalistic people wouldn't fit in, or people that are super uptight who might be really cool. They, they might not fit in because we're not super uptight here. We're pretty relaxed. No, we have a pretty. Uh, uh, we have a wide range. I would say. You we know do. what I mean? Like yeah. we have a pretty wide range, and so. Uh, there are the, what the, what's great about Redeemer is I think people are are settled on the essentials, right? Like right, we right. we are with each other on the essentials, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. Right? Everyone has fun, can poke fun of each other and themselves, and, themselves, yeah. and no one feels threatened by right, that. Right. And there's that level of honesty that some people are uncomfortable with. Yeah. You know, like whoa, this is getting real. People yeah, are yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. their problems and everything. So anytime, like, you know, I, I get to know people online a little bit, and we've had some of those people move up here. Um, some people visit, and like, okay, this is where I'm going to move because I want to be part of this mm-hmm. church when I'm looking for a job. And then you meet other people. And I was thinking about one guy who I think would fit in pretty good. Can you guess who I'm thinking about? Uh, I, I think he, he's got the beard and everything. Got to right. take a step. I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there. But it, it, his birthday. His birthday is it, coming up. It, it, yeah. I know who you're talking it, it, about. It, it, you're talking about... Johnny, Johnny Haddad, man. Johnny Haddad. Yeah, I think I think he would fit in. It, I, now, listen, I got to be honest. I, I I got to know about Johnny through his wife on. Clarify that Instagram on Instagram. I am in the process. You're interrupting. Oh yeah, on well, Instagram. Kate. 
Kate, yeah, Kate yeah. is like uh, deadlifts her, and diapers. Deadlifts. So she's a that's, mom. That's her Instagram. She's a mom, but she's also like she's like super mom, like 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 our like our wives. Yeah, yeah. But she's also like a weightlift powerlifter. I don't know what that, but she like she's legit. Like, oh yeah, serious. Uh, oh she, yeah, she, puts she could me to shame. Us. She could whoop up. Oh well, yeah. no, I'm talking about like you know I go and I work out and then uh, I'm hey, I go work out. You, you do deadlifts? No, that's what oh, I'm trying to say. I go that, and yeah. I work out and then afterwards I look at when her. When was video. the last time you worked out? Ooh. Good question. Before mm-hmm. I left on my vacation. All right. Well, listen, Johnny. Uh, happy yeah, thanks birthday. for calling me out on that one. Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's been wow. a long time. So now I remember it's been what? like over a month. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I, uh, I'm so glad to be back. I'm so glad to be with you, Joe. Well, listen, uh, if you can't handle it, Johnny will come here. But I think he just moved to like New Jersey. They're gonna, why gonna they move there? Johnny, back. Johnny, you, why, why are you First of all, here? New Jersey is not a, I mean, they need Jesus. That's for sure. They got awful gun laws. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they got some good food. I don't know. I don't know about Jersey, but if you're going to have a birthday, Johnny, yeah, man. And good luck. So you, he's going to be a youth pastor out there at a church. Right. So man, good luck. Be praying for you. I, I, uh, hope I'll, that I'll forget. Yeah. Joe, Joe podcast. won't, Joe won't because no, he's, I don't do that. He doesn't do that. I got time for that. But you know, I will be praying for you and for your family as they transition. Uh, happy birthday, buddy. So, uh, what are we going to talk about today? You're back. I mean, we I'm literally back. didn't think about any of this until we sat down five minutes ago and said, what are we going to talk about? And you said, why don't we talk about table pulpit square? There we go. And the reason is because we've had some people ask about, we've had people ask about it. But the other part is I do like, uh, I, I I find as a, as a church, when I've, when I've been in churches Mm -hmm. that the summer is kind of that time where you kind of reflect and evaluate where things are at, like what you are doing and how you are fulfilling the mission and vision of, of the church. And so for me, this is kind of a, uh, a natural rhythm to kind of look and say, okay, how are we doing as Redeemer Fellowship with, with the mission and vision that we believe that God has given us? Right, right. I think that's good. And and what we did when we when we launched Redeemer uh, ten years ago mm-hmm. was we wanted to find a way to communicate uh, this kind of holistic vision for our church. What would church life be like? And we wanted it to be simple enough that we could sketch it out on a napkin at a coffee shop. We yeah. wanted it to be simple enough that people could remember it and understand, comprehend, oh, this is what they are about. This is how they roll. You know, we always say that the mission of our church is to make disciples as disciples. Yeah. But the vision of the church is comprised um, with three shapes. So uh, if, if you've looked at my book recently, you might've seen it in there. Um, uh, but if you're following along, you're not familiar with it. You can just take a, a pencil, uh, and a piece of paper and write, put down three shapes, a circle, a triangle that is, I guess, inverted. The, the flat part of the triangle is at the top. So upside down triangle or inverted. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I know you tried sounding smart and then tried clarifying what it meant for us dummies that didn't know. I wasn't upside judging. Upside down triangle. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. So, uh, and then a square. So. Just a regular square, not like no, a it's rhombus. It's or, inverted. It's an inverted, it, yeah, it's square. An inverted okay, square. Inverted square. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and and so we got these three shapes, mm-hmm. and I, I thought I'll use these shapes to communicate these three environments of the church life. So I put this together, and there's nothing new or inventive about it. I just happened to call it table, pulpit, and square, and I use these three shapes. And I will say this: like as we go, like you mentioned at the beginning here, uh, like you would sketch that out, right. and it was something that was supposed to be clear concise and repeatable right that was uh that was actually i remember you coming over to like we met up for coffee over at my job and joe like that was kind of one of the things we were talking about was well where's the church going what's going on because i I, you know i'm interested in that i want to know 
if I'm going to be joining a church or, or going to be part of the life of a church, I want to be all in. Right. right. And so I want to know what is the mission? What is the vision? I don't want to be a part of a church that I guess is rudderless, like directionless. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, and that really impacted me. I mean, yes, it was clear and, and, and concise and it wasn't like, as Joe said, nothing new, but it was the fact that the leadership understood what they are about. Yeah. And that's, that's really important. I think. Well, you want to be on the same page. And, yeah. and once you clarify what you do, it's easy to say, well, we don't do those things or those things are not, those things don't fit within the overall vision for who God has called us to be. And you guys have learned that the hard way. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and let's, why don't we start there about like, you know, without, without a vision, then, you know, the people perish mm -hmm. or even for, I think for Redeemer's history, a part of Redeemer's history is a, uh, I mean, I'm not saying this rudely if it comes off, but a failed church plant, correct? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Redeemer is the result of a church that was on its way out. Yeah. Uh, it was coming to the, it's the end of its life cycle. And the church plant that I had started with some other people um, had really lost its way. And we needed to completely restart. We needed to, I guess, relaunch. Relaunch is probably a better word. Okay. And so... We had these two groups of people that, you know, either the dying church needed to completely restart and we needed to relaunch. And uh, and there were problems on, on in both of these congregations. Yeah. And so Redeemer really came out of that, of that desire. And that's why we clarified this. So you, with your circle, triangle, and square above each one of those, write table above the circle, then write pulpit above the triangle, and then write square above the square. Then. And we can have this in the show notes. Yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a picture of it in the show notes. You guys can see it. So when we're talking about church life and people ask, well, what is your church about? Or how do you guys roll? What, you know, what does it look like to be a member at Redeemer? We say that all church life happens in three environments. Yep. So our church members are involved in all three of these environments. And the degree to which our members are involved in these environments will really determine the, the quality of life, the health of our body. Um, that first environment we call the table. And I know some people think, oh, communion, right? The communion table. Yeah, the communion table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> that's later. <laughs> so the table here represents our smaller gatherings, right? And Yeah, um, like, like CGs or what other might call Bible studies and, and uh, I don't so know what small else Small groups, community small groups, groups yeah. discipleship groups. And so this we call this environment the table because uh, these gatherings of smaller uh, groups tends to happen around tends to happen around a dining room table yep. or a coffee Co yep, table, coffee table, things yep. like that. Um, and you know, table ministry, sharing meals, all that. So uh, the, the the table are our smaller gatherings where people are typically, but not always, in homes. Yeah, yeah. And while it breaks down into you know institutional forms that like our small groups, for example, that we call community groups, or our individual uh, manifestations, right, where somebody might have another family over or neighbors over for hospitality, right, just yep. to demonstrate hospitality. So this breaks down into a lot of different things. Every church is going to have different ways in which they live out their life as Christians in the environment called table. But for us, um, we usually emphasize when we're explaining this community groups, discipleship groups, which are smaller, yeah. same sex. And you go deeper in study and in personal stuff. 
and hospitality. We kind of give those as examples. And, and it's kind of more inward focus, right? Like it it, it's, it's focusing and building relationships with those around you within your, uh, within the church and within the family, correct? Right. And there see different churches like have different approaches to these smaller yeah. gatherings. Some people, uh, like the Soma model, they have, uh, missional communities. Yeah. And, MCs. Yep. And they, and they work really hard at those being more outward focused than ours are. Yeah. They want to reach out through those things. Um, we intentionally conceive of our small gatherings, especially community groups, as more, not exclusively, but more inward yeah. because the emphasis here is gospel community. It is you know, praying together, encouraging and exhorting one another with That's the right. word. That's right. It's meeting one another's needs. Um, it is, you know, the Puritans had a practice called Holy Conference, and this is essentially what they would do. They would gather together in small bands. Uh, they would discuss sermons, uh, discuss scripture, pray together, exhort one another. And that environment is critical because that is where not only are you building these relationships and developing these friendships, but that's the environment where you do generally all of those one another passages, right? Yeah, absolutely. How do we, you know, love one another? How do we serve one another? And I think I find, at least for me, a lot of the relationships that my wife and I have uh, in the church are are kind of built through our RCG. Right. It's because that's the place where we are, you know, we're open and we're honest and we're trusting and, and we're uh, sharing the struggles that are going on in our lives and people are sharing the struggles that are going on in their lives. And we're able to come around each other and preach the gospel to each other, but then also uh, care for one another in our time of need. Let's talk about that care element because like, for example, we have uh, a, a robust benevolence ministry at our church. So we have finances set aside and then people contribute to that throughout the year. And so at the institutional level, uh, when we know of a need, uh, we're happy to help meet those needs, especially with the people in our church. Absolutely, yep. But oftentimes, before it even hits the diaconate, before before the before leadership knows about it, it's first come up in community groups, yeah. and those community groups are oftentimes the first line of of aid or assistance. Absolutely, we've had uh, community groups pitch in to buy the headstone for a child that had passed and the, the family didn't have money for it. Yeah. Um, you know, so whether it's financial needs or, you know, just support in going through really difficult times, yep. meals, meals, yeah, like, meals is a big one. Like we used and, to, and childcare, like if, oh, if the, you know, for, you know, like if someone's either for a date night or maybe, uh, maybe they're going through marriage counseling mm-hmm. or they, they need this kind of, they just, for whatever reason it might be. I mean, I know that for some people in our group have, cared for other people's children as, as you know, um, I'm trying to think of how to word it without. Well, to help, right? To they, help. They, yeah. They're, they're, I would yeah. just say that to help while, while other things were kind of going on around them. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have this. If, if you know, you, this is where you forgive one another and exhort one another, yeah. correct one another. Like all this is happening generally in the environment of the table. So the emphasis here is community gospel community. It's not the only thing, but it is more inward. And it's really important though. Like yeah. all three of these are, are They're critical, are critical. Your church is hard. It's not going to live well without them. That's it. You are not going to, uh, have community. You're not going to have a closeness. You're not going to have authenticity. You're not going to have a vibrant, healthy church. If all you do is focus on outreach and neglect those, mm-hmm. those needs within your own congregation. Do right. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause a lot of times churches want to emphasize that, especially as young church plants. Right. Everything is about, Oh, we got to reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out. I don't want to diminish that. Reach out. Reach out. 
yet still care for those. And that's even part of the mission, right? The, uh, uh, the mission of the church is to make disciples right. as disciples. Yeah, and, we're and, that's come out. That, and that's where that's going to happen right there. Right. And so there is outreach in this environment, but we've got another environment where we that's describe right. that reaching out stuff. So um, for us, really big, really important. And that's why I think we have so much honesty and so much friendliness here because we really do value this. What about the second environment, Jimmy? The second one being uh, the inverted triangle. That's right. Well, yeah. upside down. The upside down triangle uh, is... Makes the- it satanic. Is the pulpit inverted? Inverted. Um, yeah, the pulpit, right? And so the, the pulpit represents the, the gathered church, the large church gathering coming together, uh, where teaching or preaching is that central emphasis, right? Right. So you know we've got like that, a lot of for us. I think a lot of that is Sunday morning. Oh, it is. Well, right? that is that, the that is the primary way that that happens. Now, why do we we call it the pulpit? Not because preaching is the only important thing that happens, but why do we call it the pulpit if the preaching is not the the only important thing? Why do? Because I think uh, that the symbolism, if you want, is mm-hmm. the is scripture is the yeah. word of God, right? Right. So it's it's the word being proclaimed from the pulpit. It's the word being sung right. by the band. It's the word being partaken in the sacrament, right? Prayed. Uh, prayed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it, everything is centered around scripture. And so that's right. why we say this is, it's the pulpit. Now this one isn't as inward, is it? No, it's, it's upward. Right. Right. Like it, you would say, like Piper would always talk about that, right? Like that exaltation, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's this praise of, uh, of God. Now, this environment, the larger gathering, the corporate church gathered on mm-hmm. the Lord's Day, um, this is one of our three critical environments, but we do say that this is really uh, at the heart. Like, this is yeah. the most important environment. Which is why, yeah, which is why it's, the, like, it's, at the it, it's at the center of both of them, right? It is. Now, um, the reason we value the pulpit as an environment as much as we do is because well, first of all, this is um, the command of God for us to worship him in spirit and yep. in truth. It is the most beautiful depiction of the church that we get to see on earth because this is when we have not people in small groups or affinity groups or whatever. Everybody's gathered together, yeah. you know, at least in a local church. We're gathered together, uh, different ages, races, interests, and all of that. And we are worshiping, confessing one triune God. This is the context historically in which God has brought about revival. Um, this is where the people will uh, be fundamentally discipled mm-hmm. uh, if and, and sanctified. All of the means of grace come into play here. Absolutely. So Absolutely. For us, this is central. If you're not doing this, if you are not gathering together uh, for the word and for sacrament or the ordinances, uh, on the Lord's Day, if you if you if you're not doing that, you are not yet a church, right? A lot of church plants start with just yeah the table, right? The table they're starting yep. out, but and un- that but hold on though, and they try to do those elements within that sphere. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of church plants will try to uh, during the teaching of the word, teaching and of the word and yeah. prayer and communion. Uh, but we're saying though, it it's fully experienced right when it is uh, a um, regularly regular time. On the Lord's Day. Yeah. Now, this is definitely old school reformed, we would say biblical perspective on this. Um, and we're not saying that your Sunday worship has to look like our Sunday worship. But what, what we. Because you know, can't have two awesome services going on. It can only be ours being the best. You yeah. Can't, if you, I mean, I know everyone wants to be as good as ours. Yeah. But, but it's a, like a Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. It, there's no substituting 
the best. <laughs> so what we, what we do say though is, um, and see, this is not size dependent or anything like that. You can be a huge church or a small church. You can be a house church. It doesn't impact this. No. But gathering together on the Lord's day as, as one body, that is critically important to us. And so um, this is what we're shooting for, right? In terms of getting this established when we're starting our churches, we start yeah. small groups. We try to get to this point. Exactly. But it doesn't end there. No, it, it has to then go out into, well, for the third one, the square, the public square. Right. Right. It's, it's, uh, so table hold square, square represents public square. The public square. square. Uh, more outward focus, right? If we're talking about those, uh, you know, one being inward and one being upward, this one is now more outward. Mm -hmm. And so it's supposed to be, uh, the church's engagement with the culture around us, right? right? It's, it's supposed to be reaching out to our neighbors. It's supposed to be getting involved in our community. It's supposed to be uh, preaching the gospel right. and this being is, the church in the world around us. This is what disciples look like in the world, right? So this is the presence of God's people in the city, in the, in the county, yep. in, in the, the village that he has sent you to. That's right. Um, and what we do, we break this down into four levels, right? So a square, it has four sides, right? Yeah, so, yeah good job, right. Joe. So, On uh, average, it has four. Even if it's upside down? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, but not when if it's inverted. Okay. Well, um, you can just put one, two, three, four around the sides of that square. That's what I do to help me remember it. And then I explain it to people. So four levels at which we want our members uh, to be involved in the public square. And they go from easier to more difficult or more complicated. Gotcha. Right. So that first level is participation. This is easy. Everybody does this at some level. Yeah, some even just point. even just going to the town fair, right? That's, right, like that's participating. That's participating in the life of of the community. That's going to the the high school football game or whatever's right. going on. Especially like Batavia. Yeah, our Batavia, Steve McCoy, Yeah, the, our guy Steve McCoy is learning <laughs> yeah. that Batavia the idolatry of Batavia football. Man, they love their bulldogs. They do. They love their, and they should. They're good. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're good. <laughs> so, um, so everybody participates, but but we want our members to participate in their culture wherever wherever lawful. Yeah. And by lawful, I mean biblically permissible. I don't yeah. mean like it's legal, though that would be a part of it uh, most of the time. So, um, but we want them to do it on purpose. We want them to do it intentionally with the aim of not only enjoying God's good gifts in this world, but representing Christ implicitly and explicitly. So when you, you know, to participate, like Jimmy said, if there's a festival, why don't you go? Um, St. Charles, we have Scarecrow Fest and Fox Valley River Fest. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. But we also um, encourage people to shop local, tip well, yeah. get to know your neighbors, get to know... Part, by natural participation, which anybody can do. And nothing weird. Like, we're not no. talking about something weird here. We're talking about just, just be getting, present, just be present, be out there, be, be in the community. And so, uh, it, but it moves though from mm -hmm. participation to restoration. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's harder. This, it, this is a definitely a step up in terms yeah, of Yeah. It's kind of like that. The mercy ministry is like, so for yeah. us, we've got a closed closet. Yeah. So, you know, that, that is our monthly kind of giveaway. We take a lot of donations during the month. And then at the, uh, the first Monday of the month, it gets, 
uh, we open up the doors and people come in and they go downstairs and they grab what they need. Yeah, you know, jeans, coats, shirts, uh, toys for kids, um, appliances. appliances, all kinds of things. Now, that's an institutional way yeah. that we uh, engage in the uh, square um, w- through restoration, right? Yeah. So um, we have a prison ministry. Prison ministry, ESL. Um, ESL. So the, the institutionally we do this, but then people also do it individually, don't they? Yeah, getting involved in like... Uh, like food banks, right. is, that, is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Like getting involved, like feed my starving children. Kind of even, I think we have a we we do have or we did have. We did. I think I was yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah, I was gone. I was on vacation, um, so I had missed that opportunity. And that the, was awesome because we had like youth and yep. like retired Marine sergeants. Like, That's right, working together. That's right, where they get together and and we were able to, or they did. Yeah. The church did. The royal you, we. You can say we. The royal we. I wasn't there, but I say we. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, okay, I'm I was like, on vacation too. Or, no, you weren't. No, I wasn't. I was, uh, where they where they put together meals and stuff for for those in need. So you can work with um, you know institutions that are already in place. Yep. Um, or you can create your own, and then even 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 at a more individual level, right? Um, take care of your neighbors. If you see, wow, like uh, this neighbor is a widow or a widower or a, a single person, and they happen to find themselves in a situation where they are alone, yeah. befriend them, welcome them into your family. And what are you restoring? Well, your, 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 your work of grace and mercy and restoration in their life uh, is aiming towards uh, bringing them into something that God has created us for, community. Absolutely. Right? So that, that's one thing. Um, so restoration, think mercy ministries, uh, acts of kindness. It's, it's what disciples are called to do. So you've got, and there, this breaks down into a lot of different ways, right? So restoration could, uh, even plug into various aspects of, uh, justice and, yeah. and, and politics. Absolutely. Yep. So you've got that. Um, but then it gets even harder yeah. and that's when we're talking about conversation. So participation is the first level then restoration, and then conversation. Now, for most people, not all, but for most people, conversation is harder than restoration because restoration, in most cases, is something you're doing for somebody else. Yeah, it's, a, it's something tangible. and it's, In a way, you're not really putting yourself out there. Right. It's just taking your time and, and effort where conversation is you have to actually engage with somebody Very on a personal level yeah. uh, and share your heart and your life and listen to them and listen to where they're coming from uh, and be able to articulate, you know, as best as possible uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the gospel. Right. And so it, it, it now when we talk about conversation, we're including everything yeah. from being a conversationalist. We really do want our people to be conversationalists because if you can't carry on a conversation, you're not going to be able to communicate the gospel very well, in my opinion. Um, but we want our people to be conversationalists. So be friendly, talk to people, invite them into a dialogue, uh, just to help them connect. That's good. But it, it's it, at that level, all the way up to open air preaching in the park, like yeah. that would everything in between. So yes, evangelism and, uh, talking about, uh, the latest presidential controversy. Yeah. You know? So whatever it is. So all of that all of that counts, but our our hope is is that through conversation we are eventually able to get to the most important conversation, That's which right. is how sinners can be made right with God. That's really where we we want to get it. So it's harder because most people are a little nervous about talk, like looking somebody in the eye, That's and right. sitting down and talking. It's a little harder for most, not all, compared to like ladling soup into a bowl at a soup kitchen. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But then we got the most complicated level. Oh, multiplication. multiplication. Yeah. So multiplication is church planting and revitalization. And now this is not something that every member will be directly or immediately involved in, but all of our people are in some way involved in it because our church plants churches and helps other churches get back on track uh, in some cases. That's right. So you might not be sent out or part of the launch team, but you still participate in it through prayer, through finances, offerings, offerings, stuff like that. So we have started now, we've sent out three planters, three planters and their teams. Yep. Uh, The first one, Pastor Jamie didn't have a team. It was just him and his wife and his kids. That was their team. That was their team. Um, And so we've got these guys out there. They're doing great. God is using them and blessing them. And we have more guys in the pipeline that want to plant churches and go into vocational ministry. And uh, we've helped other churches. We're not just church planting, but also revitalization. You know, if we can help other churches, like churches have helped us through the years, if we can help other churches um, be more effective in in carrying out the the biblical commands about you know being the church yeah uh, then that's great we want to help people do, and we've been able to help some churches that were really in a bad spot get more focused and and get back to the basics which we think are the most important that's things. right that's right uh, but multiplication is hard not every church can send out planters but every church can be involved in multiplication right? exactly whether it's through the financing or through prayer or coaching like you mentioned, coaching, you might be able to help. If you're a pastor, you should be able to coach at, at some level. At some level, you should be able to pass on that wisdom because there's a lot of younger guys uh, new to ministry or even some that are maybe have uh, they've been in the ministry for a while that are going through something that you've already been through. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you like I'm not the guy to go deep on systems with people. Um, I can talk about systems and principle, yeah, yeah. but other than that, I'm going to talk to Pastor Brian or Jimmy and say, yeah. why don't you take this? Because that's their strength. But when it comes to preaching or theology, then I'm able to do coaching there. So every pastor should be able to coach and you want to make yourself available to those planters. You can, um, you can promote church planting. You can send at least maybe some of your people to join a church plant. In Absolutely. Your area. Yep. Uh, but you can also get to know those planters and become their friends. They really, they do. need that. They're a lot of times they're alone, right? Like right. they, they don't, you're moved into a community. You don't really know a lot of people. Yeah. You need, you need solid friendships and especially other churches where you know, Tom has some really good relationships with other churches in Naperville yeah, where he's that's planting. Right. And that's important because it's, it's common for a lot of churches to become very defensive and very territorial. Like, Hey, I've been here forever. We, you well, know, what's this new church plant uh, coming we, in here we, for? We got, you got 50 people at our church. We're a hundred years old and you're going to come in here and you're going to try and take all of our people. And like, well, that's silly. First of all, no. And second of all, is your church going to reach the 40,000 people that live in your small town? <laughs> no? Okay. Well, maybe we'll reach 150, and you can reach 150. And yeah, we'll, let, praise, that, praise, that, the Lord. praise God for that. Hopefully uh, more planters will come and get more people. That's yeah, I, I, I tell everybody. Come and plant in Chicagoland, man. We, we def, definitely need it. Talk to Chris Wright. So, three environments in which all church life happens. Yeah. Right now, oh, by the way, so uh, this whole idea of multiplication, it it's not just local and domestic. This relates to international church planting and international yeah. missions and all of that. So all church life happens in these three environments, table, pulpit, square. And if they don't, people are like, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't they introduce an idea? Uh, If it doesn't fit into this table, pulpit, square, we'll certainly pray about it and consider it. But it's not likely to happen if it doesn't fit in there because that's what we are committed to do. That is what the vision is. And the vision is there to support the mission, to make disciples as disciples. This is why, and this, this, the vision like this is helpful because people ask us like, these are the questions we get. So like, uh, you know, what, what, how do you make disciples? Like, what do you use a program? Like, do you use, 
you know, I don't know, faith builder or something. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. And uh, we're like, well, let me let me write draw out three shapes, and this is how we do it. This is how we make disciples. This is how we are missional. It's all three environments. We're active in all three of these. That's what it means to be missional. That's what it means to make disciples, um, to to follow Christ and to worship Christ, to obey Christ together as God's people in all three environments. So that's how we view it. Hopefully that um, it shouldn't mean anything new to you, right? Because what we're talking about, small groups, worship, and being involved in the city God has sent you into. Exactly. So nothing It's just a way to clarify. It's a way to pass that napkin test. So hopefully, you know, and we have a lot of people now, even I was using this for 10 years and it's in one of my little books right now, but, uh, you know, I've shared this quite a bit and and a lot of churches have picked it up and and used it. They're using it to describe how they do church. Great. Fine. If that's helpful, go Mm -hmm. ahead and use it. Um, But you got to find a way to clarify what the church is all about, especially if you're reaching new people um, and and even people that maybe have been a part of church for a long time, but they've been at a church where nothing has been clearly defined. This sort of thing can be helpful in uh, showing people like what you expect. What do we expect of our people? We want them to be in community um, with other believers in this church. We want them to prioritize corporate worship mm-hmm. and we expect them to follow Jesus into the city that they've been sent into. And it's pretty simple. In pretty that simple, sense. pretty simple, pretty direct, pretty clear. So you can check out the books. Um, I wrote uh, The Heart of the Church. Character is- of the Church. Heart of the oh, Church yeah. is on the gospel. Yep. Character of the church is on the essence of what makes a church a church. Um, and then the life of the church is where we're talking about this, Table, Pulpit, Square. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to want to grab all three. I mean, these are great books for uh, for current leadership. They're great books for potential leadership. They're great books for membership, you know, because um, there's nothing new there. It's just kind of compactly put together in a booklet for to use as a resource in the life of yours. It's not church. a booklet. It's a book. You know, stables. You always call it a booklet. You get all these listeners calling it a booklet on social media. Every time I I'm see like, that, I'm just... trying to get people to read them. They don't want to read a booklet. No, that, that it's actually more enticing. No, it's not. People don't. Okay. Look, you know what you do with a no booklet? One, no one ever wants to read a big book. You know, I do. I and, know. Okay, you, here's the thing. But you know not, what you do with a booklet? The, not the average you Joe. You know what you do with a booklet? What? You, you set your sweaty cup of iced coffee on top of it as a coaster. That's what you do with a booklet. You don't do that with a book, though. I, I mean, I've done it with you. I've done it I with know, a book. I know, because you treat it like a booklet. Because it's a booklet. Anyways, no, but they are great resources. Uh, we've got, you know, click on the link over on our website. We've got some at the store. You're going to want to grab that. Jimmy, if they want to support the podcast itself, what can they be doing? Well, you can head on over to Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo uh, and follow us there or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can... Uh, head on over to the website, drdevotion.com, and there you can contact us. You can get on our email list. You're going to want to get on that. I'm telling you right now. You're going to want to get Things are happening this summer. Things are happening this summer. We're looking to launch in the fall something. It's, It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. We've had we've had a whole conversation about it. We've been working it out. We've been working out the details. So <sighs> that's that is going to be big. Something else that's coming up that you guys, if you if you really want to support the podcast, Jimmy and I. And Dr. Jim Renahan are going to be preaching together. Yep. Ten sessions. Ten sessions. In two days. Just uh, the three of us. But don't be a baby. Just the three of us. Mm. You can make it if you try. So we're going to be preaching together at a conference. Uh, it's just Doctrine and Devotion. It's sponsored by Acts 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, seating is going to be limited, so we want you guys to sign up. It's happening in November. So uh, you'll be seeing links. We'll link to that in the show notes. Look for it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely... I forget where it's at. It's it's in a city called Wellington. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you what? definitely want to go to this thing. Okay. Get a plane ticket. Go. It's what? It's like a twenty hour flight. 
20, yeah, 20 some hours. Okay, like, so that's fine. I'm doing it. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy's doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. Yes, right, so we you guys are doing can do it. it too. Join that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's been so long, and I don't know where to go. Oh, I know. What? Big thanks to Justin Bond at J. Bond Media, the audiovisual wizard of doctrine and devotion. If you've got any audiovisual photography needs, hit up jbondmedia.com, and he will hook you up. Leave us an honest five-star review over on the iTunes. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Articles on Wednesday. Get on that Ooh. email list for something, something for Fridays. Good. Later. Later. It's good to be back. What? That's not the. What? We're what? not doing that song right now. No, that's all right though. It's a good one. Something, not, not for this. Not for the ending. Yeah, no, work. we wanted to do yeah. the other song. Oh, you don't know. No, but Joe, you guys. Just-